Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Patreon is an incredible way for projects like this to get an extra boost. Visit patreon.com slash theater in the now to learn how you can support the podcast. It's so simple to do. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Things are about to get wild and crazy on this talk show today as we spill the tea on everything RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10, Episode 5. Joining me to break it all down is a sparkly queen who's no stranger to Denim or Diamonds, the jewel of NYC, Bijou. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy to spend the holiday here. Yes. <laughs> um, I have to give a special shout out to the sponsor of the episode, uh, Celador. When you need more, call Celador. Um, <laughs> so where that. did you... <laughs> Where did you watch the episode last night? So I watched the episode at Vanadu's viewing party at Ecstasy um, in the south part of Brooklyn. And then I watched it again this morning. Nice. Yeah, I was at um, the West End, but I got there late. It's okay. I already saw the first like 11 minutes because they released it online and it was great. It was fun. Right. It was, it was a little party. Also, like, as an honorary drag queen, you're allowed to be late. Exactly. People can't be mad at you exactly. anymore. No, it, it, was, it was a fun party because Androgyny decided to play a game with the audience where he uh, bought a bunch of dollar store items and in one commercial break told three teams to create a look. It was fun. Yeah, I'm into that. Cute. I liked it. But we're going to talk about last night's episode. So after the elimination, the girls return to see Dusty's goodbye message and don't realize that she just dropped her first single, Never Loved You. They didn't know that she wasn't being shady. <laughs> so Asia says she feels used for helping everyone and is pissed no one came over to see if she needed any help. And Mayhem is kind of confused because she offered help. Um, at least Mayhem said thank you. Agreed. I think uh, Ms. Cracker probably said it better than anybody could say it about you. You have to give a gift for free. Exactly. Um, when it comes down to it, like you just cannot be mad at people for you helping them. Exactly. It literally doesn't make sense as a sentence. Um, <laughs> like, I also just think that the rest of the girls were like totally respectful about it. They all said that she helped them with their outfits. It was all like... I think done very well. Yeah. So I, I couldn't, I could not get behind Asia with that one. No, I agree. And then Cracker um, had like my favorite line: "When something goes wrong, you can only blame your friends." <laughs> and now Asia is in in her dark place because she's just ready to compete and she's not going to help no one anymore. Well, it's good. It's good that you're ready to compete now. <laughs> Finally, right? When you after gluing how many balls in your head? God, that look was so bad. Again, I'm into it. It's like Pokemon. Like how it's like the soap bubbles from Monet's dress evolved into <laughs> oh my God. the galactic. That's funny. Like. That's really funny. So the next day, the Dixon starts the day off by saying Eureka came for her hard during Untucked, and I don't quite remember it that way. But cool, go for it, girl. <laughs> Rue comes in to reveal the mini challenge where they have to drag up army fatigues in it from a duffel bag um we see them starting to transform their items and when we and then we get a little rhyme from the vixen and i'm gonna give my best vixen impersonation right now i'm excited i'm a bad bitch in army fatigues all you other hoes is out of my league y'all look basic i ain't gonna say shit y'all look basic <laughs> that's a pulitzer winner right there my favorite kind of rhyme is a rhyme that's just the same word exactly <laughs> that... it, was, it was bad um... <laughs> 
I actually really liked the idea of the mini challenge, but yeah. it, it needed to be a full episode maxi challenge. I agree. There were so many layers to it. She's like, let me give you these fatigues. You design an outfit. Then we're going to give you a character. And I'm sitting here getting invested for this thing that's like five yeah. minutes long and really doesn't well, matter. Well, the five minute long thing, we're going to go through each girl and talk about everyone. So Asia, she transformed the contents of the bag, but also seemed to rip the shit out of her Buzz Lightyear outfit from the last episode. Mm-hmm. Thrifty. Very thrifty. I wasn't a huge fan of the look. The visor thingy that she was wearing kind of threw it off for me. It was very basic. Yeah. I mean, after this episode, I've just kind of come to terms that I think Asia has bad style, bad taste. Yeah. And it's crazy because she's a fucking designer. Yeah. For, but like, elite people. As Monet said about Yuha. Um, she's a seamstress, yep. not a designer. That's <laughs> true. Aquaria. She certainly took the materials and Aquaria styled them. Um, her beat in her hair made her look like Sharon. I see that. I mean, I love a family resemblance. Mm -hmm. I think that it is really crazy how well Aquaria can get into drag in 15 minutes. Yeah, she's she's good. I th I'm sure they had a little longer for this one because they had to make an outfit. Yeah, yeah she I, doesn't wear much clothing anyway, so it was. Like, yeah. <laughs> when you said like Aquaria, fight it. I'm yeah. like, did she just take it off? Basically. <laughs> and if you didn't know, she specializes in water torture and any other kind of torture because that's Aquaria. Monet turned her fatigues into booty shorts. I thought she looked like she was going camping. Yeah. <laughs> like a summer camp. Yeah. Like was... not camping with her friends. Like your parents sent you here for the three yeah, months. Yeah, she's a camp counselor. Um, how did she manage to use the horse from the hoedown challenge? Wasn't that stuck in Aquarius' butt? Um, all things that go up do come down. <laughs> um, also, she apparently saved Honey Mahogany from herself. And when was the last time you heard that name? Um... <laughs> Actually, when I was doing the largest March Madness drag queen bracket. Oh yeah. And I had to I had to tell my friends who that was. Oh, honey. I'm like, mahogany. yeah, here's some pictures. They're like, uh Nope, don't remember her. <laughs> Not familiar. Nope. So Eureka, she used another ripped up garment look, sported the eye black, and mm. her ass was just hanging out. <laughs> Better than the swimsuit last episode. Oh, God. Yeah, it's true. I'd rather see her literally in anything than that swimsuit. Yeah. And you, you've met her before. Yes. Yeah. She's the nicest person. Yeah. The nicest. Mayhem rocks the army wedding look, and I was kind of here for it. Yeah. I think Mayhem is just kind of like a... She's like a cutie pie. She's like a doll. Yeah. I appreciated her look because it was at least different from everybody else. Agree. What I meant by saying that was that she... I never feel upset with anything. No, she's... she's you know? Yeah, she, so she's So I was like, there comforting. she is. She's cute. Yeah. yeah. Ms. Cracker. I loved it. And I loved the earrings that she made out of grenades. Again, she's being resourceful. She's so good. The best kind of military jewelry is jewelry that explodes. <laughs> it's true. And I don't know if it was, like, the stuff that she got in her duffel bag, but it looked very hunter rather than army. Yeah, but again, like you said, who knows what was in exactly. what duffel bag. So Monique, no lashes, no body, very boy, G.I.J. in realness. Yeah, not but, into it. No, I wasn't there for it, but she had uh, grenade earrings too, but not as good as crackers. People are stealing stuff from Cracker now. Everyone, I know. People, everything is just getting stolen. You're not yeah. safe. <laughs> so Blair looked like she was playing dress up as a child. That's how she looks all the time. I know. Her heel... <laughs> like a gorgeous child. Yes. That's what happened to JonBenet Ramsey. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that JonBenet? Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Mystery solved. Uh, so her biggest transformation was the camo heels, where she just put fabric on the heels. 
Yes. We've also seen that before on the show. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Sheila enlisted in the army to defend Twink Slayers everywhere, and I feel very attacked, but it's okay. It's fine. But also, does, is there something off with that sentence to defend yes, Twink Slayers? Yeah, correct. I was like, what message am I supposed to be getting? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was... Secretly, Blair wants to rid the world of Twinks. That's it. That's totally her. So she can be the only one, the last twink standing. Yeah. Well, she's a pretty powerful one. She is. She's like the ultra twink. Super twink. Hyper twink. Hyper twink. So the vixen. She took what was in her duffel bag and put it put it on her body, and that's it. That was it. And she committed to her bitchiness with her intro, and great. Yeah. And finally, Cameron. The look was boring as hell. But she, like, sold it when she sold off, showed off her muscles and her push-up abilities, and I'm sure most of the gays watching got very wet. I agree. I think, um, <laughs> I actually wanted him to take it, like, a little bit further with how muscly he was. Yeah. Like, I wanted, like, a, a crop top with abs out and, like, uh, like ripped off the sleeves. Well, I mean, she, it was, like, not a crop top, but it was, like, just the, yeah. the, the top. Yeah, yeah. I thought, great commitment. Mm-hmm. Vixen and Cameron, actually are kind of two of the only characters that I vividly remember. Yeah. Uh, but the big question is, how many push-ups can you do? Like, 11. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll test it after after the podcast. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So the winner of the mini-challenge is the Vixen, and I call bullshit. Well, let me just ask you. Uh-huh. Is there a mini-challenge that the Vixen has not won? There have been. But everyone that she's won includes her picking something afterwards. Like, she wins because what's the prize? Oh, yeah, she gets to pick the pairs. That's true. It's a producer setup. It's gotta be. I, like, her look was not the best. I liked Cameron better. I liked Mayhem better because at least it was transformation. I don't think she should have won. I'm not mad about that. It's fair. I think that, like I said, she's one of the ones that's more vivid in my mind, so it would make sense, I guess. She played herself, and it was great. (laughs) I love playing myself. (laughs) It's actually my favorite role. That's true. So the Maxi Challenge is an improv challenge where they have to appear as crazy-ass guests on Bossy Rossi, and the teams that the Vixen picked are the Vixen and Asia in Why Are You So Obsessed With Me, Blair and Monique in I Married a Cactus, Monet and Cameron in My Freaky Addiction My Freaky Addiction is Ruining My Life, Cracker and Mayhem in Save Me from My Deadly Fear of Pickles, and Eureka and Aquaria in Look at Me, I'm a Sexy Baby. If you had to pick one, which one would you want to be a part baby. of? Baby. Yeah. Sexy baby. I like legitimately laughed out loud when Rue said that. Yeah. So then I was like, this this is gonna be good. <laughs> it was it was good. So the Vixen and Asia start working together, uh, but the Vixen wants uh, to know what Asia thought about the teams because she's got all set up, and she reveals that she deliberately tried to set up Aquarius and Eureka for failure. Is it going to backfire? I think so. And as the Vixen and Asia go through their scene, they realize that their scene is basically Ms. Cracker and Aquaria. Funny. Great idea. Great idea. Producers, you get a point on that one. Yeah. Uh, so Monet wants to redeem herself, but she's not sure Cameron will help because it's a talking challenge and Cameron doesn't talk. <laughs> Cracker sees the pickle costume and wants to wear it be- and be the Jewish Dr. Dill. This is going to be a thing for her. I'm excited for this character to appear all over the place. Yeah, it's genius. It's so good. She's just so stupid and she just 
write about it. Like yeah. she owns that like so hard and I live for it. But I can tell you that the second she saw that pick and pickle costume and was like, I, that's it. That's my look. I was like, Vanna Doodle, you, you made it. <laughs> like you're a TV star now, Vanna. Congrats, <sighs> Vanna. Uh, so Monique is feeling very confident, but also wants her and Blair to have a safe word. And what is the word that comes out of Blair's mouth? Vanjie. Vanjie is the safe word. But we'll talk about that instance later with On the Runway, because that mm-hmm. was brilliant. Asia brings Monet to her office to get some intel on Aquarius' work experience for his scene, and Monet is living for the drama. She knows it's going to be... Every single episode, the vixen, or somebody else, sparks something, and she, in her commentary, goes... This person is doing this, and I am living for it. Yeah. Every episode. I'm like, well, sounds like you're doing a lot of living, so that's good. It's got a lot of living to do. Hashtag bye bye birdie. <laughs> All right, so Bossy Rossi, let's get into the challenge itself. First up was Blair and Monique. Mm-hmm. Blair brings her husband Lloyd the cactus, and as Blair says, it was love at first prick. Um, apparently, Lloyd has been cheating on Blair with Monique, his new fiance. Um, and my favorite line of Monique's was, Lloyd, you're over here to crack, over here with Cracker Jack looking like the little house on the prairie when you've got all this over here. Funny. Uh, but basically Monique won the scene the second she ripped Blair's wig off. Yeah. It was funny. I agree. And then the Vangies. The Vangies. The audience loved it and like got in on the Vangies, even though they have no idea what it means. Yeah. I wasn't really here for it. No? You didn't like the Vangies? I, I mean, I love Vanjie, yeah. and I love that this is now our, our mantra, but I just, like, didn't think it was as funny as no, it, wasn't, it seemed it wasn't, like the show yeah. was trying to make it to me. It wasn't the best of the scenes. Uh, the two of them had, like, an okay chemistry. Yeah, um, it was fine. But, like, they both had, were just so drastically different characters that really didn't mesh, and it's hard to play a scene when your scene partner is actually a cactus <laughs> it was interesting you know what the problem is i think is that they're both of their characters were i actually loved both of them and, and they were very well established but they did not have a common realm no. to exist in exactly besides the cactus yeah we had like rich southern belle and like literally a prostitute in mm-hmm. east la yeah and i'm just like these women probably wouldn't even be in the same state never ever like, so i think that's that's where that went wrong i think Next up was Monet and Cameron. Monet is addicted to eating her hip pads. Mm-hmm. Um, Monet's not that funny as she stumbles through the first part of the scene. It's not really until Cameron's brought out that the scene takes life. Um, and if you didn't know, Cameron is addicted to huffing tucking panties. Do you <laughs> have? Do you, you have an yeah, I share that with her. Yeah, of course. Your own or other people's? Both. Of course. Not picky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm single. <laughs> Cameron starts a steamroll, and she's actually pretty funny. Yeah, agreed. Which is nice and refreshing. Cameron is one of those people that I think everybody just wants to see succeed. Yeah. Kind of like a mayhem. Like, nobody's hoping that mayhem falls off and dies. Exactly. But, like, sometimes you do. It just happens. (laughs) Uh, But the resolution of the scene is Bossy Rossi decides to handcuff them together to be sober companions for a month. Mm. I didn't get it, but sure, go for it. (laughs) mayhem and cracker so mayhem has energy when she enters but she talks and that's when she kind of fails 
Uh, so Bossy Rossi brings in the pickle phobia expert, Dr. Dill, a.k.a. Ms. Cracker. Um, Cracker immediately plugs her new book, which I thought was a funny bit, and asks Monet to reach into her box to feel a big, long something, but it's not a pickle. Oh, no, it's a banana. My issue right now with the season is that I'm just hyper aware of when the show is trying to tell me if something is funny or awkward. And they were telling us that the book moment was awkward. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't. It was was funny funny and smart. Um, I actually, like, kind of disagree with most people about Mayhem. I thought she was, like, pretty good in the scene. Her entrance, like... I thought was probably my favorite entrance. I agree, absolutely. Uh, well, maybe not yeah. against Eureka, but um, I like totally got her character so quickly. I think that um, a fun like extra layer to add to it would have been if she like really rode that because she was doing that like like talking and waving to the camera like I can't believe I'm here, all this stuff. Like she should have just taken it one step further and been like. I'm faking this to be on this TV show. Yeah. Like, I'm actually not afraid of pickles at all, but I'm going to be, like, really crazy and overdramatic. Yeah. No, it was, it was good. And, like, the biggest secret of the scene was Ms. Cracker is actually a pickle. Um, it was it was cute. And I think the live studio audience each getting a pickle was kind of cute. Yeah, I love pickles. Um, me too. I was jealous. <laughs> me too. Oh, I kind of want a pickle now. It's like, I'm standing here in this bar, and I need pickles. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't think that bar has pickles there. No. Maybe. <laughs> do you think they do picklebacks? Oh. Have you had one? I love picklebacks. They're so good. I love picklebacks. They're like combining my favorite thing, pickles and whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Next up was the Vixen in Asia. So the Vixen comes out in a yellow dress to harken back to the infamous yellow latex dress. The oh. Vixen's just not funny. So that's that's why they were wearing those Correct. dresses. Yeah. I think that this is a genius like opportunity mm-hmm. and they just like they failed there were so many little things they could have done to mm-hmm. make that so much more clearer now like for us it may be easier to be like okay this is what we would have done because we've seen it play out and we are in the new york scene so right. we know it a little better and they were trying to use the pieces that they knew from being in the workroom but that's why they should have i would have rather had the vixen sitting there in a hoop skirt with pasties and a yeah. little blonde wig and a bow peep hat. Exactly. And then have Asia in something it. similar. Yeah. The, the, you know, like, as a storyteller, you have to assume that nobody knows anything other than the story that you're telling in that exactly. moment. Exactly. So you have to assume that nobody knows anything except from what they saw from episode one. It's true. Going on. Uh, so the Vixen's really not that funny and immediately breaks character when Ross tells a funny joke. Um, Asia comes out in the same exact look. Their banter is a little strange. Um, and the Vixen is upset that the, that Asia isn't scooting, but girl, you're the problem here because you're not really giving her clear signs. Absolutely. Um, so then the funny bit is the Vixen takes her wig off to reveal a new look, and guess what? So does Asia. And then the Vixen runs off. Weird. Loved the wig gag. Yeah, funny. Um, jumping back for one second. Yeah. I just thought of something else that would have added to this scene if they had both painted on sad brows. Oh my god, that's it. That was it. That would have been We it. should have done like a bow peep hoop skirt, easy costume to make, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just sad brows. That would have made the whole story so yep, clear. That would have been right. You're right. Well, the scene of the night was Aquaria and Eureka. Um, Aquaria seemed to have a little experience being a sexy baby. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> um, Aquaria plays it very straight, um, and it's not very funny, but it's like real. Like if you saw her on a show similar to this, like she played that character. But it's an improv comedy challenge didn't really read Mm. and eureka decides to come out with a similar look but it's body yadi yadi and she steals the show 
Um, the only time Aquaria kind of like redeemed herself was when she broke into the Aja monologue. And then um, she did the, she takes her little yeah, bib off. The little loved that. Rattle titty reveal. Yeah. Um, and apparently Michael's their daddy and I feel very attacked by that. <laughs> but no, they both did like a great job. I think that this scene was just fantastic. I think, um, in Untucked, I believe it's in Untucked when Eureka says to Aquaria, you know, like, thank you. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without you. I think she's absolutely right. It's I true. think that the the distinction of having like a beautiful skinny twink being a baby and then having Eureka come out is yeah. so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like normally when we watch these scenes where there's like a pretty fashion queen and then like an actual like performing queen, that was not meant to be shady. It's <laughs> <laughs> not not what I meant. Um, it just we normally see the fashion girl fail. Yep. It's like, it's like it's become cliche. Mm-hmm. We will always see them fail the acting challenge with any scene partner. It's true. And so it was like nice that like the pretty, like fashionable one could hold her own against Eureka. Yeah, I mean, Eureka definitely, I would say, carried Aquaria a lot. For sure. Um, because she was the star of the scene. Um, but she didn't play it in a way where she like completely overshadowed her. Like she was still Agreed. part of the story. I mean, any... Good scene requires people to listen to each other. Exactly. And they were one of the few scenes that listened to each other. That's true. So it's now Elimination Day, and Cracker doesn't know who's going to win, but she is hopeful someone fucks up the runway and ruins it in front of themselves. Uh, Monet thinks she did well because she does improv. Mm, Sad Monet, sad Monet. Monet tells Cracker about the Vixen scene concept, and in Aquarius Confessional, she snaps back about the Vixen being threatened in the competition because there's not just one Aquaria who's going to beat her, there's two. <laughs> the Vixen would prefer Eureka to go home should Eureka and Aquaria lip sync, and Don't Poke the Bear is going to be on a t-shirt soon. Yes, for sure. I'm shocked that it doesn't exist yet. Did it surprise you that she would have rather Eureka gone than Aquaria? Yes. It didn't surprise me. It makes sense to me because I, I'm thinking about, like, her drama with Aquaria, she she feels like she has the upper hand. Sure. Like, I can make her cry. Like, I get her that mm-hmm. hot bothered. I think Eureka just annoys her with her existence. Well, what's interesting, though, is, like, in competition mode, I would have felt like Aquaria is more of her competition. Absolutely. Like, should they lip sync against each other? I think she would be... Eureka nine out of ten times, though we really haven't seen the Vixen lip sync. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it, I was surprised by her answer. She, <laughs> it's like we know, we know that she's there to cause drama and absolutely. And fights, but I'm like getting tired of it. Like, yeah, me too. It's like Real Housewives. It's like you cause too much drama, you're off the show because it's no one wants to watch so it anymore. True, you're replaced. Or like Batch, any of those shows, mm-hmm. any show, the villain gets too annoying, they replace it and get a new villain. Yep. So I'm kind of like maybe ready. Well, <laughs> I, what was interesting for me was like Mayhem asked the Vixen what set her off, and Eureka, and it was the Eureka smoking line, and then Mayhem like pops back and says like, "Yeah, the Vixen, you were angry," and mm-hmm. I thought the Vixen was gonna go pop back at her, but she was good. She was level headed in this episode yeah i agree um there's it's nice because we're starting to see like those little glimpses of them as humans um yeah obviously like the vixen breaking in the middle of the scene not great but was refreshing to be like oh my god she can laugh yeah so yeah mayhem tries to mediate the uh tension between the vixen and eureka's feud 
Eureka wants to give the Vixens space to decide what direction their friendship will take. And somehow the two are not raising their voices and they're having a real conversation. For sure. Eureka reveals that she silenced herself because she used to be beat up because of being too flamboyant. The Vixen reveals that she leaned into speaking up because of the current climate. And those two just don't mesh, and that's fine. Yeah. It did feel a little, like, over-analytical to me. Yeah. I was like, I feel like you guys are justifying who you are as people, and it's fine to have, like, a reason. But I was just like, I don't know that this is that deep. Like, you don't have to be everybody's friend. Exactly. The two decide to move forward. Eureka wants a hug or a handshake, and the Vixen doesn't need physical confirmation. And I say, what kind of monster are you, the Vixen? Yeah, that's so stupid. Just... A handshake. She wasn't even asking for the hug. Give her a handshake. And you know that you're going to have to tour with these girls. Yeah. Like, I, it just seems like to, it's like toxicity that I would not want to be around. No, me, neither would I. She, the Vixen's not my kind of people, I guess. Well, we're moving on to the runway. It is Denim and Diamond's runway, and we love to play games here. So we are going to play Shine Bright Like a Diamond or Denim Blues. So if you liked it, Shine Bright Like a Diamond. If you didn't like it, denim blues. And we're going to go through each girl. I'm going to be kind of harsh about this. That's fine. Oh, I loved the theme. The, like, I was like, denim and diamonds? Mm-hmm. Down. Sign me up. But we'll, we'll talk. All right. First up, Monet Exchange. Crotch and assless chaps with lots of fringe. I love the hair for the look. Um, it's nice to see her do big and brown for yeah. once. She looked beautiful. Her face and mm-hmm. the hair, like it yeah. just looked soft. For me, as far as the diamonds go, it just felt very pedestrian. It was very basic. Agreed. Um, I will say that that's like one of the first looks that she's pulled that I liked. Yes. I, I did like I I liked her like feather outfit, the red. I mm-hmm. liked everyone's feather outfit. Um, it just wasn't like a special sure. piece. Um, sometimes I think they're just like bad. Mm-hmm. She wore her best drag, that red jumpsuit, and mm-hmm. she said, this thing weighs 300 pounds, like all these stones, and I'm like, well, from here, it just looks like you're wearing sequins. It's true. It's like, what's the point? So I, I actually thought I was kind of refreshed. I was like, ugh. I think for me, the thing that bothered me is it just didn't fit her right. Agreed. And that that's not good. Agreed. It didn't shape her body, Mm-mm. and it didn't hide her body, which some people do with fashion. Yeah. And I just... Uh, yeah, it was for ill-fitting. Me, yeah, for me, it was the denim blues. Um, well, I think I'm going to say shine bright like a diamond. All right, okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I can go with that. Next up was Cameron. She looked stunning and like a country queen. I love the short denim train that she had. The hair is on point. The boobs were perky. She was her own Dolly Parton. I hate it. <laughs> no way! Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, hate's a strong word. Um... I think that this outfit looks the opposite of expensive. Okay. I mean, she did look like a cheap horse, so I can understand yeah, that. For sure. Um, but that's her, that's her brand, I guess. They had these like little frilly cap sleeve mm-hmm. situation. I'm not there for that. It just looked cheesy to me. Yeah, I think... I guess it's a better word. Yeah. For, I wish she would have had a little more diamonds going down her chest because you could tell that mm. breastplate was not mm-hmm. mid, like flesh so that was my only other like critique of it but i i didn't mind it for me I, it's shining bright like a diamond i was talking to somebody and i think it may have been vanna but maybe not um saying that we're having issues identifying cameron's style of drag agreed 
because we get this like buxom mm-hmm. like pow girl but then we also get this like really high concept girl yep i'm like okay i'm here for it like you do everything that you want to do um but i'm, I'm like still figuring it out so then like this one came out and i was like oh this doesn't really look like much a, of anything yeah it almost looks kind of like a pta mom that's going to a gala that's fair so denim blues for you denim blues Next, we had the Vixen. Conceptually, I like the mermaid cut, but not the stone bodysuit. Um, it just felt very disjointed. Um, it's not the first chap look, and it won't be the last. She said it was cowboy-inspired, and I didn't really get it. I don't get cowboy-inspired, but I love this look. You do? This is my top of the week, actually, fashion-wise. Interesting. Shine bright like a diamond. Her... She, she was very sparkly. Um, I've just never seen anything like it before. That I would agree with. And sometimes when I say that about drag queens, it's not something that I need to see. This yeah. I thought was like interesting, and I was like, this opens up an avenue to another style of clothing. Would I'm, you wear it? Uh, probably. I don't know if I'd... <laughs> I don't know how well I would do with my legs like stuck together sure. all night. <laughs> um, like you could do a photo shoot in it. Yeah. I'm kind of into it. What was her wig again? It was like the like blondish. Oh, the wig was wrong. Yeah, it was very basic. The wig was wrong. Too flat. The outfit I thought was beautiful, and I actually like don't really agree with Michelle's critique on on the runway. Oh, we'll get to that. We will get to it. Uh, for me, it was dead and blues, but another one. Three, three, we're three for three and disagreeing. I love it. <laughs> so Asia O'Hara, so much fringe. Now this is actually cowboy inspired. Um, I loved that she was doing some whitewash. It was different. I hate this one. Okay. This one is probably my least favorite so far. That's I fair. I really don't like Cameron Michaels, though. Uh, outfit. Huh. Yeah, I'm not here for the fringe. Yeah. It looks messy to me. It's like a homeless person. It was person, a little messy. A homeless person got jeans and is trying to keep warm, <laughs> so they cut it into, like, strips, you know? They don't... Yeah, well, for me, I, it shined bright like a diamond. <sighs> Not for you. No. no. That's all right. That's all right. Aquaria, denim patchwork with feathers was interesting. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. That's how I felt. I wanted to love it more. Yeah, me too. Uh, my favorite part was the cowboy hat. Um, Loved the hat. I think she's just someone who sells much of everything she wears. So overall, I was like, you know what? It shined. It, it shined bright like a diamond. She does have that model quality. Like, as a yeah. model, your job is to make us want mm-hmm. to buy what Absolutely. you're wearing. She sold that. She does have that factor. Also, her makeup was, like, really giving me Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Well, have you seen her videos of her doing Gaga's um, Joanne. Joanne? Yeah. She looks so great. So good. It's so good. She's, she's just, like pretty and arguably like the most beautiful queen there Mm -hmm. um like i remember looking at the promo poster and of course everybody looks beautiful but you see aquaria with those like icy blue eyes and that like power stance and you're just like she's so cool yeah you know um i was actually expecting to dislike her a lot more than i do i would agree i was expecting her to be more like of a character, but she's she's and growing. she had that in mm-hmm. those like Meet the Queens videos, that robot, that uh, Laganja Estranja as Rachel Zoe, <laughs> um, but she dropped that real quick. Yeah, and thank God because if she humility, she like these girls were not letting her have it. Yeah, I think they're being a little too hard on her, but Fair. you're right, they're they're not letting her have so it. So did it shine bright like a diamond, or was it give you? Uh, the it'll, it'll shine bright like a diamond, but like we agree on one. It's like kind of like a. Dull yeah, diamond. I agree. That needs to be like taken to the jewelers and yeah, cleaned. Yeah. 
Eureka. So this was a different overall look from the runway. I appreciated the look and the use of pattern. For me, I wanted bigger hair. Basically, yeah. I wanted her to have Blair's hair. Yeah. Yes. That would have made that a lot better yeah. for me. I didn't love this. Um, it didn't look like denim to me. Interesting. I, I mean, like, the the obviously the pattern part wasn't denim. Right, right. Everything else looked kind of, It was a dark I, denim. <laughs> I mean, maybe I just had a few too many drinks. Maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's like, meh. Yeah, I agree. It was for it was for me the same camp as Aquaria. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. It was there. Yeah, like I would I would choose Eureka's over Asia's fringe. Yeah, for sure. But I still think that it's uh, denim blues for me. All right, well, shine bright like a diamond for me. Next, Blair. It was sexy but young. Um, I love the big hair. I wish she didn't have on white heels. The bra. Every drag queen has it. Yeah. Um. She looked good. I she think, sold it. I think her wig saved her look. That's it. That's exactly I it. I started picturing her with like a smaller wig on. No, it was the wig. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I, like The bra also felt like it was done wrong. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like... Dusty's leftover bra. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she left that behind? She's going to need that. Oh god. Um, it just felt... It looked more like someone forgot to put on their shirt than like yeah. a fashion choice. I agree. Um, for me, it's still because she sold it. Shine bright like a diamond. Uh, she can, she can hang out with Eureka in the middle, but I, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna say denim blues. Right, that's right, all right. Monique Hart, another interesting whitewash look. First part of the look, buying it. Second part, horrible. Yeah. This is a case of bad taste. Bad, 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 bad taste. And that's what I'm realizing is I just don't like much of what she wears. I'm, like, so hit or miss with her. Mm-hmm. Um, her entrance look was one of my favorite ones, just because it looked like it'd be really fun to wear. Yeah. Um, the card thing. The card thing was brilliant. Yeah. After that, I haven't seen her wear anything, and I'm like, yes, queen. Fair. Um, I liked her swimsuit with the braids. Yes, it was... Nah, I didn't no. love it, because it didn't fit her right. Because those fucking jugs were just about to pop. <laughs> Um, but like for me, it was like the Cookie Monster look. I was like, no, if you think that looks good. I didn't hate Cookie Monster. Oh my god, I hated it. And I just like, I hated it. I would pick all of those things over anything that Asia's worn. Ooh, you hate Asia's looks. I do. I just, I just think she has bad taste. fair. Well, Monique definitely gave me the down on blues. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mayhem Miller. There is nothing to say. It did not look like denim material at all. She loves pink. And it just, it was ill-fitting. It did not read the story she was trying to tell. It didn't. But I loved it. You loved it? Oh my god. <laughs> well, I loved it because it made me laugh. Yes. She literally hit the runway and at the bar I out loud was like, oh my god, and started laughing. Yeah. Well, I mean, get it. We'll we'll talk about it with the um, judge's critique, but like, yeah, it was more toddlers and tiaras than absolutely. That's the f- immediate first thing star. that I saw. Yeah, but I liked that. It made me giggle. That's fair. Uh, but I think for me, I was like, I know she says it was denim, but it I didn't just, look like it denim. Didn't look like denim for sure. Um, because the next queen, that's how you do pink denim. Yeah, but for me, yeah, Mayhem Miller denim blues for sure. No, you liked it. You liked it. That's I'm going right. to give it a dull... She can hang out with Aquaria. They are dull great. diamonds. Dull diamond. Maze Cracker, last on the runway. As I said, this is how you do pink denim. Needed a bigger belt. She gave me Country Lou Who realness. 
yeah, we uh, we we loved this. It was so good. <laughs> Everyone loves this. And what's great about it is that actually, like, not that it's like specifically my taste, but she could easily put on a huge glamorous wig mm-hmm. and take off the buck teeth and wear that. Absolutely. And it, as as not a funny costume, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, we're we are here for Miss Cracker. Yeah, she shined bright like a diamond. So Asia, Blair, Cameron, and Aquaria are all safe. And Cameron's a little upset not to hear from Shania, but Rue gives her a moment to talk to her idol. And Shania kind of takes it well. She was really uncomfortable by it. Yeah. Yeah. Her face was not giving was, not yeah. giving the light and joy that I was hoping to receive from it. I mean, yeah, because like, you, if you told like, Gaga or Christina, like, you're the reason why I became a uh, drag queen, they're like, yes, thank you. You tell Shania Quinn, she's like, Maybe? <laughs> she's like that's great <laughs> yeah canadians what, what, what can you do with them i had no idea that she was canadian did you know that Mm-mm. yeah she's a canadian country star and now i do <laughs> the more you know <laughs> so the judges critique we're gonna start with monet michelle didn't like how the garment fit michelle wanted the cake to be hip pie pie okay yeah funny cute like i guess yeah they, funny. Didn't, they didn't love her i feel bad for monet but they didn't love her yeah Kind of how I was saying um, about the Vixen, seeing her having like more human moments. Monet yeah. is somebody that I think immediately turned me off because she had these like very like altered senses of reality. Absolutely. Like, I look gorgeous. I'm so funny. Sponge. Yeah. And then like this week, we see her like break down a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, thank God. It's yeah. a little sad. It's a little like disheartening to mm-hmm. be like, I think that I look great. You don't think I look great? Like, that's a little heartbreaking to yeah. watch someone realize that. But, um, it's nice. It's going to yeah. make me like her a lot more. I agree. The Vixen. They loved her look, but wanted her to be cinched. Is it okay for queens to not cinch her pad? <laughs> this is a trigger question. <laughs> Listen, I like. I love me some shapewear. Like, the Vixen could be wearing something to cinch mm-hmm. her in, because all she has to do is watch on the... Well, stand there for six hours. Right. Um, I just think that the, the outfit itself, like already kind of had shape it to did. it so it didn't bother me that she wasn't like and the belt pulled, pulled it in but i think they really Agreed. wanted her to like yeah it, they it wanted could have been a breathtaking chachi. moment yeah um yeah she definitely like had the opportunity to take a breath away yeah and didn't but um that's her choice it's true so. <laughs> uh, michelle calls her performance one note um and the vixen not so subtly throws asia right under the bus for not picking up the cues even though she's not yeah. gonna throw her under the bus yeah she literally yeah she totally contradicted herself um i think even saying that the vixen's performance was one note is giving it like one note too many yeah it's oh, like shade yeah um eureka they enjoyed her kentucky couture uh, Shania loved her big baby Eureka, and Michelle loved her Pepper from American Horror Story realness. <laughs> um, yeah, they liked Eureka. It was a good night for her. It was a great night for Eureka, and and great night for me watching Eureka. Yeah. Like, I had so much fun with her this episode. Absolutely. Monique, it's a war of the patterns, and the, they debate whether it's giraffe or brown cow, so let's settle the debate. <laughs> what was it? Giraffe. Agreed. It was giraffe. I'm, if you can find me a cow that looks like that i'll concede but i don't think i've ever seen a brown cow look like that it's like ugh. because so every time she said brown cow all i was doing was like brown chicken brown cow no, that's very on brand for you it's very it's a dad joke <laughs> um they loved her performance and then they talk about um vanji and michelle taunts rue with the vanji chant 
Rue can't control herself, and I can't control myself watching Rue can't not control herself. Yeah, I I loved that. It was so funny. Again, it's those human moments. Yeah. And then we learned that um, Shaka Khan is Rue's safe word. <laughs> uh, do you have a celebrity that is your safe word? I don't. I've never yeah. thought about it before. I think I would just maybe Mimi from Mariah. All right, all right. <laughs> not not like you, you, Mimi. Yeah. <laughs> Mimi. Uh, Mayhem. So Mayhem claims that it's denim fabric, and I still want the receipts. <laughs> um, but she said she was going for chocolate Judd. Yeah. I, I, listen, anybody that is judging you, that gives you a reference, just mm-hmm. lie and say yes. Exactly. Like when she said, you're giving us like toddlers and tiaras, right? You don't say yes. no. You go, yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm giving you. Yeah. And then um, you put your little cupcake hands out and you twirl on the stage <laughs> and then you get back in place. It's true. Uh, they wanted more from her performance. And I, I mean, I agree. But like, again, when you have Cracker who's like really leading that scene, it's hard to give a little more. Yeah. I mean, was she a standout? No. Mm-mm. Do I think that she was the worst? Absolutely not. Nope. Nope. We're going to get to that in a second. Ms. Cracker. They thought Dr. Dill was exceptional and wanted to see that as a character. Mm-hmm. And when asked if she's done improv before, she says, I've lied to my boyfriends before, but never on stage. <laughs> Very funny. She's, she's good. She's good with the one-liners. Yeah. Her one-liners, I think what makes them so funny is that it always sounds like she's going to say a cliche thing that mm-hmm. you're expecting her to say and then she just like replaces the last word yeah. with an answer. Like I almost don't believe her that she's never done improv before. Yeah. She's or she's just naturally I feel like nightlife in general is improv. Absolutely. In, like, yeah. Every single thing is improv. Yeah, the you're space, hosting and you have no idea what's gonna happen. If your track is gonna work, like your everything is improv. Work, if you're gonna have drunk patrons who are gonna dance yeah. in front of you. Oh, everything, everything. So Eureka is the winner of the challenge and she gets to go see Zumanity. Good for you. <laughs> Um, which leaves Monique Cracker and the Vixen as safe, putting Monet and Mayhem in the bottom. Do you agree or disagree? Absolutely not. There is no way that the Vixen should have escaped that. I agree. There's no way. I honestly think, again, producer shenanigans, if you had put the Vixen in the bottom, replacing either Monet or Mayhem psychologically, the Vixen being in the bottom is not going to give you the TV that they want. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. It did feel... It, it feels like they are keeping the Vixen. Like, for me, the Vixen this season is All-Star 3 um, BB. Where, like, BB is getting all these accolades mm. safe and, like, not being put in the position she really should be. Because she was not that great. Fair. Fair. Um, my bottom would have been... The Vixen and Monet. Yeah. I, I would agree with Monet in the bottom. I think, um, like, of course, Asia and Mayhem also delivered, like, kind of lackluster performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I felt like there was a character. I agree. Yeah, I probably would go Monet versus the Vixen. Which, again, like, who would have gone home? That, like, TV-wise, it's hard to lose either of them at this moment in time. I don't feel that way about Monet. No. I feel like she's, like, not really contributing anything to the show. Well, she is a big narrator of the season. I guess, yeah, but I always feel like it's what I was saying earlier. It's always, the vixen is the whistleblower, Mm -hmm. and I live for it. Or, like, she thinks that this is happening, and I live for it. Yeah, Monet, for me, is, like, definitely give me, like, Katya vibes, where, like, she is the 
the spokesperson mm. of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I like hearing her talk. I like yeah. the sound of her voice. I like the words that she mm-hmm, chooses. Me too. But I just think that she's she seems to be a little more interesting. Yeah. Well, hopefully she'll step her pussy up. Hopefully. So. Monet and Mayhem are going to do a lip sync to, obviously, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Who would have guessed? I know, right? Have you ever lip synced to that song before? Actually, I haven't. Do you know the words? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) So Monet goes into the lip sync really hard, getting into the lyrics after I thought was a premature wig reveal. I would have, like, saved it for a little bit. Agreed. Um, That's what I thought when I watched it the first time, and then when I rewatched it this morning, I'm thinking it may have been unintentional. I think it was unintentional. It was like, oh, it's off. Like, she, like, turned her head really quickly, and the wig flew off. uh, Mayhem does a very generic lip sync that I feel like you could see at any bar. Right. There was nothing special to it. Fair. What I don't understand is why we have not released on YouTube after every episode... The lip sync with a camera on both of them side by I know, side. I know. I don't know. I mean, you have to imagine that they have at least three cameras on that lip sync. Yeah. But again, it's like we got all of those like facial close ups on Monet mm-hmm. and like, and then we just kind of see like the pink dress yeah. bouncing around her. And I'm like, well, I, I want to see both of them. I want to have like a fair opinion. I agree. Um, I kind of wish Monet didn't keep removing items of clothing. I definitely wish that. Especially once she got stuck in her pants. Yeah. That was not good. Yeah, I agree. I... But the, um, the color hairspray thing was cute. It was mm-hmm. funny. I like that idea. And when she first started disrobing, I was like, ooh, a reveal. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, but it wasn't a, a reveal. reveal to your shapewear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not cute. Not cute. Did you notice Cracker living her best life in the back? I didn't. She was dancing alongside. It was so funny. Ugh. I have really to go great. back and watch that, especially with those pigtails or the braids. It was so funny. So Mayhem is ultimately eliminated, and it is Miller time. She got here, and she did it. And now it's time for Untucked. <laughs> Overall, it's a pretty mild Untucked, comparatively, mm-hmm. um, except the first part is mostly sex talk. Mm-hmm. Um, when the, the safe quartet comes back, I felt like they looked like Real Housewives of like Houston. Yes. Like, that checks out. Yeah, they like they just went to the Dallas. rodeo. Yeah, went to the rodeo, and now they're like drinking wine, and they're gonna have a fight, but not really because they're besties. Um, Cameron is upset she couldn't lip sync for Shania, but be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, words that would not have come out of my mouth. Exactly right. <laughs> um, the girls then discuss who is tucked. Blair reveals that she tucks every time she does drag. And now I'm going to trigger you again. Do you tuck every time you do drag? No. Nope, nope. I like drinking too much. <laughs> so so I do not tuck when I don't have to. It's true. Like last night. And then I ended up taking my dress off on stage. And I was like, well, all Hey, right. you weren't alone. Dee Dee did it too. <laughs> Um, the girls discuss whether or not they've slept with a girl before. And both Asia and Cameron have slept with a woman. And I'm not surprised by that. Me neither, actually. Yeah. Those are probably two of the people that I would have guessed. Yeah, it all checks out. Uh, Blair asks Asia if her boyfriend is hung, and Asia gets very shy, which means the answer is probably yes. I agree with Asia, though. She's like, I'm not talking about that. Like, (laughs) time and place, girl. Also... Yeah, TV. Also, like, no one needs to know about my boyfriend's junk except for me. Yeah, it's true. Um, So apparently Cameron likes Venezuelan guys, including the camera crew guy. Is that the guy who came to get them in Untucked? I don't know. Because there was a guy who was like, five minutes, and I was like, who is that? I don't know. Uh, she says she doesn't have a type as she gets older, but she does like brown men and black men. Which is a type. Exactly. <laughs> um, when they dis- the discussion turns to who they think should go home if they were asked, 
Blair says the vixen, be careful if she hears you, she's going to come for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, that little girl will not survive. No, she will. She will cry. In a oh corner. my God. Um, Aquarius says Monet because of the looks. Cameron says Monique because of the animal print. And mm. Asia says Mayhem, and she's the only one who got it correct. Cam- Cameron said uh, Monique? Monique because of the animal print. Yeah, but I think that, that's just wrong. I think that the outfit's yeah. like terrible, but like they were asking specifically about the whole season so far. Um, but it's really telling like for them to say who they said. Yeah, I mean, and I don't disagree with any of them. Yeah. So Monique struts in and the girls think that she did great. After sitting, she thinks Eureka and Carrot Top, rather Cracker, did great. <laughs> Cue Cracker breaking the fourth wall, staring directly into the camera like she's on The Office. I love that. It was so good. Um, Monet reveals that she's confused by how she's doing in the competition because of the critiques. This is the time when you know you're safe and you go back to your hotel room and decide a new game plan because it's not working. Mayhem knows she's in the bottom because of the performance and the questioning of denim. And again, just show us the receipts. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. (laughs) Nothing, nothing too hard. They should have brought it out on Witch of Hacken. Yes! Like held it up to the camera. That would be funny. Uh, Mayhem says she does drag to have fun, and when she reminds others that drag is fun, she's having fun. And she just seems very content. Mm-hmm. She knows her fate, and she just felt very content. Mayhem feels like a homie. Like, Mayhem is somebody that I would definitely be friends with. Yeah. And someone that I would love have to work with. Have you ever seen her before? No, I haven't. Um, I didn't really go out that much when I was living in California. Yeah, apparently she's part of the scene. She is the scene. But I've known that for a while yeah. because I've watched like all those Marco Marco mm-hmm. fashion shows and she's always in them. She's yeah. always like around. Have you seen Cherry Pop? I have seen Cherry Pop. Oop, strike that from your resume. <laughs> so bad, so bad, so bad. Um, Monique and- asks Cracker if she really thinks she didn't do well. And we learn that Cracker lacks the self-confidence to make her the optimal drag queen that we know she is. And she apologizes for sucking the energy out of the room because she doubts herself because she doesn't love herself. And that makes me sad to hear. Yeah, but there are a lot of performers that are like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I think that there is like a little bit of delusion there because clearly you are talented and mm-hmm. successful and people love you. But like that's a way better delusion to, to deal with mm-hmm. than like this other delusion of how beautiful and great and talented you are. Exactly. But Cracker does tell the young kids watching to love yourself. And I think it is a good message. Yeah, agreed. The fifth challenge... Um, is when Eureka went home last season and she feels good that she's still here for challenge number five of season 10. Which is great. I, I feel like there are a lot of people that are not on the Eureka train, and, and I am. I think I never she's... have been. Like, I, I think it's because I've seen what she can do before. I'm not seeing anything really new, and I'm excited by the other new things we're given this season. Right. That's fair. I think that, like... She just had, like, two strikes against her already, and I didn't understand that. Like, the vixen yeah. going off and saying, you're exactly the girl that I thought you were in season nine. Well, that was completely wrong. That was not cool. It's just like, you don't even know me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, wow. Stop. Yeah, you're, you're right. Monet listens to the song and starts to cry. Asia helps her out with some sage advice. And Eureka doesn't want her to go home either, so she tells herself to turn her into a white lady fast. <laughs> Mayhem wanted to be the one who wins the show because it's her dream. Uh, but she seems jovial in the workroom, when, even though she's going home as she's packing her stuff. Yeah. Um, the notes are sweet once again, and it's revealed that she's had fans in the girls before the show even started. Um, and she struts off into the sunset in her cowboy hat, 
and promptly tosses it out of the van. <laughs> so we're going to move into the burning questions. What do you think is Mayhem's legacy in comparison to her L.A. sisters? Her legacy. I think that it takes a very special person to be genuine in while still working in nightlife. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is like her special skill. She seems like the realest human. Um, we're probably going to see her name all over Absolutely. all of their shows and tours because everyone's going to want to work with her. Now, like when it comes to the LA girls, like Detox and um, Morgan, Morgan and Raven. Delta Raven, is she an equal? Is she below? Or wh- wh- where do we fit her? Um, I think that she is less iconic than mm-hmm. most people, but that she is like the glue. Yeah, you need that person that just has like a level head and is nice and like. You, you need that person. Yeah. I hope for her sake that, like, because she had this experience and she is the glue, that they do make her a headliner. I, they will. I hope so. I, they, I'm pretty sure they will. I mean, we didn't get to see that much of what she does best, like what mm-hmm. she feels most confident in. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm sure that that will totally illuminate once she's working again. Yeah. So was this a great maxi challenge because the writers didn't write the majority of it? <laughs> That was the shadiest rhetorical question. <laughs> I, I'm shady. <laughs> it was good. I can't it was disagree. A good challenge. It was it was good. Um, so this season, if you're not in, out in your first lip sync, it's your second. Monet has beaten that. Is she the lip sync assassin, or is she in danger should she find herself in the bottom again? I think she's in danger. I think, I think so too. I think we saw her like breaking mm-hmm. this episode, and it's gonna be too hard to bounce. Yeah, I, that I feel like Rue's given her two second chances, and this is it. Like this, she can't redeem herself, so she has to either be safe or high. Yeah, otherwise she's gone. I also feel, I mean, not so much this past week, but specifically against Dusty, uh, the producers like wrote her to stay for mm-hmm. sure by choosing ring the alarm or pound the oh, alarm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was like you're gonna you're gonna have. Monet do this song next to Dusty. And Monet's probably done the song before. I'm, may, like, maybe, but even mm-hmm. then, even regardless, it's like when Thorgy had to go against Chi-Chi, and Chi-Chi was wearing a beautiful ball yeah. gown, not ball gown, but, you know, a beautiful gown, mm-hmm. to do And I'm Telling You. Yeah. How? How? No, you're right. I feel like they're, like, even in some competitions in New York City, I feel like there needs to be, like, a general, like, basic lip sync song so it fits all types of drag performers agreed not like a certain song that fits one style and there's no way the other yeah. performer wins it's like if someone picked the song to be like anything goes yeah but like you're like some fashion edgy concept right. art person right like imagine well actually you can make that funny anything no, goes like, but no imagine the vixen trying to do anything goes not gonna work it would be pretty uncomfortable imagine cracker doing it it's great yeah um, speaking of the Vixen, the Vixen was relatively well-behaved with her temper this episode. How did you feel about that, and does that reduce the drama from the show? Yes, because instead of fighting, what we got from the Vixen this episode was, uh, pettiness. Yeah. It was, it suddenly, suddenly it became that, like, that, like, she's not here to fight, she's here to, like, fuck shit up a little bit. Yeah. You know? Um, I, like... I think I loved that she had her whole plot to put Aquaria and Eureka together. I thought it was, like, annoyingly funny, petty that she wouldn't shake Eureka's hand. Like, she just kind of, like, sprinkled these little moments throughout, I think. 
But it will be interesting to see if like she has been tamed or if she's going to be flaring up again. She's got to be tired of fighting. I hope so. I feel like she's got to be exhausted with Aquaria. Yeah. That can't happen again. And like Eureka and her kind of like put things behind her. So she's running out of people to fight with anyway. So. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine if she like starts to like pick a fight with like Blair? Oh, that'd be so uncomfortable for everybody. It would be terrible to watch. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Do you have anything else you want to share? No, this was really fun. This is fun. So where can everyone find you on social media? You can follow me at bijou.xo on Instagram. And then that's that's actually all I'm going to give you. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, this was amazing. Thank you for being my guest. Yeah, of course. The biggest thanks to Bijou for chatting. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and leave us a review while you're there. And visit our Patreon to become a patron today. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.